I've just always kind of associated Christian filmmakers with the last minute we kicked the field goal and won the game because we prayed and, you know, that kind of just really corny. Uh, I'm not sure what religion that is, uh, but it's certainly not the Christianity that, that I've known and love from the scriptures. Welcome to the Indope Podcast. I'm Isaac, your host, and happy Halloween if you're a Halloween person. Um, I'm not necessarily crazy about Halloween. Uh, you know, just last week, my wife and I were driving downtown Vancouver, and we were passing these houses with the grossest Halloween decorations. It honestly looks like people just have colored garbage bags, and they're just putting them all over their house in the ground and their trees. It doesn't make too much sense to me, but hey, if you're into Halloween, then happy Halloween. Anyways, today we talk with founder and director of Media Gratier, Matthew Robinson. Media Gratier, in the short form, is sort of this multimedia ministry that produces full-length films, uh, their most popular being Logic on Fire, which is about Martin Lloyd-Jones, but also Bible studies with some amazing theologians like Paul Washer and others. Before we get there, I wanted to say that last Thursday we held our very first in Live event, Sexual Identity, and it was awesome. Uh, it, it was great to see so many people out there at the event and also watching online uh, the live stream as well. And to everyone who didn't make it or, you know, maybe live too far away to attend that night, the entire event is going to be available online uh, by the end of this month in November. Anyways, back to Matthew Robinson. This conversation I have with him today um, isn't only about the origin of the ministry he directs, Midi Gratier, but it's really a powerful testimony of how we ought to view our ministry and our work. So, you know, one of the things that you kind of you can keep your ear out for as you, you know as you listen is Matthew's passion solely for making God known you know it's not about film or the art of film that drives him or the ministry but it's rather this zeal to show people God's incredible grace and just show people the character of God explain the character of God so at the end of the conversation as well he kind of speaks into how we as Christians ought to follow God's call in whatever area of life that may look like anyways here's my conversation with Matthew Robinson Well, it's a privilege to be talking with Matthew Robinson today. Matthew is the founder and director of Media Gratier. Thanks for coming on the show. Sure. Thanks for having me. You know, I first came across Media Gratier about seven months ago when I stumbled upon, you know, this really kind of well-done Bible study series called Behold Your God. And upon digging deeper into the ministry, I actually came across this other film uh, they produced called Logic on Fire, which was this bio-documentary on the 20th century pastor and theologian Martin Lloyd-Jones. Anyways, I'm I'm not going to get too much into it because I want to kind of leave that to Matthew to share with us. So why don't you just kind of tell us the origin of the story, Matthew, of uh, Media Gratier. You know, so I'm the director of this nonprofit multimedia ministry that is an independent um, organization, just with a small board of directors uh, with men from our local church here, Christ Church New Albany in Mississippi, and also Christ Church Radford in Virginia. Um, But it hasn't always been that way. And so I I would like to tell you how that came to be and how Media Gratier came to be. It's kind of an interesting story. through divine circumstances and uh, happy accidents, like Bob Ross would say. <laughs> and it's, it's, I hate to make it about me, but it's, it, it's tied to the work that God did in my own life. Mm. Um, so just brief kind of background. For sure. Um, I was born in 76 to uh, Christian parents who have been uh, members of the PCA, Presbyterian Church of America, for years and years, and was catechized as a youth, which I'm 
eternally thankful for mm. in the uh, truths. And But when I got to be about 10 years old, um, I, I realized that there was this world out there and set my heart to go and find it. And so every, every ugly thing in the world that you can chase after, I chased after, uh, with full speed and with, uh, with, with, uh, full abandon mm. for many, many years, um, until I was probably 23, 24 right. and started to notice that the, uh, end of those things is not what is promised in the beginning. Right. And so as my friends were going, not just to jail, but to prison, and as people weren't just hung over, but they were dying and uh, having overdoses and uh, becoming addicts, I started to see that that world was not a good thing. And so anyway, I started to hang around these Christian people that I knew who were really good at keeping it between the ditches, so to speak, <laughs> you know, right. yep. and had almost immediately kind of what's promised on so many church websites, you know, come and be a part of this happy community where <laughs> everyone is, you know, attractive and everyone is uh, happy. And right. so I, that, that was, that's a real change when you go from hanging out with junkies to hanging out with, with happy people. Right. So I thought that was a conversion to Christianity. And so did the people that I was hanging around uh, good mm-hmm. folks, but uh, maybe not as careful when it comes to regeneration and understanding those things. And mm-hmm. so um, hung around in that, in that world for a while and started to listen to Christian radio. You know, Christian radio is kind of like the gateway drug, I think, for so <laughs> many. <laughs> I started listening to the local Christian radio station, and there was lots of talk on there about politics. Hmm. And, you know, I'd, I'd grown up a guy— who lived in a warehouse and, you know, didn't own any socks for years and, you know, lived in with skateboard ramps. And I started doing strange things like voting for Republicans and, you know, (laughs) doing, uh, you know, developing a a kind of a worldview that I was being told this is Christianity. Right. And so I started to move further and further down this sort of, if you believe in a left right continuum, I'd been on the left for a long time and Mm -hmm. I started to move to the right I met my wife. We got married. We knew some homeschoolers who were also home churchers, mm. who were also kind of home everything, uh, <laughs> very home centered and home focused. And so I was, we became enamored with those things. And um, I, I became very interested in conservative Christian culture. Mm. Uh, and a man who loves what the Bible says about family and about culture and who does not know Christ can become a monster and will become a monster. And Mm. so that was me. Um, We started coming to Christ Church, New Albany about 10 years ago, a little more. Okay. Um, The past where, where John Snyder is pastor. Right. And uh, at first I really hated it. I thought he was a liberal. He didn't talk about what we should be doing. Hmm. You know, who, who should we be voting for? And that sort of thing. <laughs> he just, he just kept talking about Jesus and right. I knew about Jesus, you know, Jesus was the way in. He was the only way in, but I already knew all that I needed to know about that. And so to make a very long story short, the Lord started to do what the old writers called a law work in me hmm. and started to bring me to the place where I realized that this Christ that that John's talking about every week 
Yeah. I, I don't know him. I must not know him uh, because the way that he and the other brothers and sisters there at the church are, are talking about this Christ as if he's a person, mm. uh, able to articulate in very tangible ways, just in natural conversation, ways that Christ had been precious to them that week and mm-hmm. just their day-to-day life. That was very foreign to me. Right. And so John was preaching through a three-year series on the character of God at the time. Mm. And as I was introduced to this God intellectually, uh, I was being introduced to him experientially. Wow. And the Lord brought me to an end of myself. I called on the name of the Lord and he was merciful to me. So he brought me to himself and I'm suddenly in a in a church where people are reading these men that I'd heard the names of Lloyd-Jones and Edwards mm-hmm. and Spurgeon, but never really been in a church context where people were reading those books yeah. by those men corporately, you know, reading the Puritans. People are naming all these names, John Flavel and Richard Sibbs. And I even I remembered asking, you know, do you guys have like Puritan trading cards? How do you know all these people? <laughs> right. um, that might be, that's probably not going to be a media gratier item. So that one's out there for uh, anybody who wants to pick it up. <laughs> uh, thank you. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So my life is it's just the, it's the best time, you know, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm being introduced with, you know, this pastor and these men from the past mm. in this community of brothers and sisters. And, um, Lord's I, I'm sensitive to a call to ministry and start to talk with the elders about what that would look like. Mm. And, um, I went to work at a place in Tupelo, Mississippi, the couple of towns down, mm-hmm. Uh, that actually is the Christian radio hub in our area. So before I ever got there, Snyder was invited to come onto the radio and talk. Mm. And he was invited to fill a a place that was supposed to be held by another pastor. And there was going to sort of be a political commentator and then a pastoral commentator. Mm. So the commentator, as I remember it, uh, essentially says, here's the latest thing in the news, and we're upset about this, and isn't it terrible? You know, what do we, we got to stand up as Christians, and, you know, what are we going to do? Pastor John Snyder, what is your view on that? <laughs> and he basically says, because he's had his head for the last three years in the character of God, he says, well, you know, if God is in heaven wringing his hands and upset and, you know, surprised by all of these things, I could see how a response um you know, uh, sort of very incendiary response might be appropriate. But if God is who he says that he is, say in Isaiah 40, who sits above the circle of the earth, mm-hmm. you know, the nations are like a drop in the bucket to yeah. them. You know, I, I really don't think that, um, that, I mean, we should be, we should do our civic duty. We should care about these things. But I really don't think that, um, you know, a panicked response is, is appropriate. And so, okay, well, here's the next issue of the day. You know, here's the next thing that we should be upset about. Pastor John Sider, what do you think about that? And he says, well, that it is possible to hold a view of God Mm. that is so far from the biblical revelation of God. Right. That you are, you may be calling that God Yahweh. You Mm -hmm. may say, this is the God who has a son named Jesus. You could have the right form and the wrong substance. Yeah. And you could be holding an idol 
in your mind and worshiping an idol. Mm. And I don't know how far that went with the radio announcer that day, but there was someone there who was over the video side of the ministry at the time who heard that, Mm. this concept of evangelical idolatry. Right. And the whole concept of the that God has certain attributes, and the God who is is a certain way, and was really struck by that, mm-hmm. and asked John Snyder to do a video Bible study series um, around that concept. To right. which John said, "No, no thanks. You know, we don't <laughs> even have anything in our church to show a video Bible study on. Um, you know, we, we're pretty old school, and so." You know, I appreciate it. It's very kind, but no thanks. And he, the man at AFA actually pursued him for over a year. Every wow. time he would see him, he would ask him, hey, you know, I want you to do that Bible study, that video Bible study that you mentioned. You can do anything you want. Just, you know, you can ask anyone you want to be a part of it. So at some point in that pursual process, I went to work there. And after a couple of projects was handed by this boss. Yeah. Uh, this job to go and sit down with John Snyder and tell him that we need to make a video Bible study on the character <laughs> of God. Yeah, and so I did. I went and sat down with John and said, "Listen, you know, I I can understand the reluctance, but this really seems like that it is being initiated by God, mm. and that for us to say no to it um, because of maybe it's not the perfect circumstances." Right. Um, it really seems like it may be disobedience to right. the Lord. And so what would we do? You know, if we could just build a Christmas list of everything we wanted to talk about, everything we wanted to do, what would we do? Yeah. I knew that I wanted to introduce people to, uh, we, we didn't think anybody would ever see it. We thought a few people kind of in that AFA market might see it. Right. And people would be helped by that. So how can we introduce people to God apply who God is to these sort of basic fundamental areas of the Christian life. So Mm. if this is who God is, what does it look like when God saves a person? What about worshiping this God? Does God, do we just worship God however we want to worship him or does God say how he wants to be worshiped? Mm. Should we care about that? And, um, you know, what about holiness? If holiness is being separated to God, then who God is has to inform what holiness is. And so, those were the concepts we knew we wanted to deal with. So we wanted to bring a lot of different voices to, together to say, look, these are not just um, opinions. These are eternal truths yeah. that don't have to be adjusted to fit where you are in time or yeah. adjusted to fit where you are culturally, you know, to fit the context. Mm-hmm. Culture conforms to these things. Right. So that we, we knew that's what we would do if we could do anything. We sort of put a Christmas list together, mm-hmm. went back to those guys, and they said, great, do it. Wow. Uh, put it together. So <laughs> I, I, when I got out of high school, I opened a skateboard shop because that was just the world to me. I started skateboarding uh, in the mid-'80s and wow. still haven't quit. I, I, you know, I'm sponsored by Ibuprofen now. I'm turning 40 this year. <laughs> uh, but... It's just that was the world that I grew up in, skateboarding and punk rock. And so that's all I knew. Right. We opened a skateboard shop and I ran that off and on for 10 years Mm -hmm. and um, learned graphics and learned some kind of DIY approach to making things happen through that world and that culture. 
So now I have this organization, I have this message that right. is alive and burning in my heart to be, to make Christ known. Mm. And I have this large, very unlikely organization saying, you can do it exactly the way that you want to do it. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll help you. In other words, financially, we'll, we'll be the executive producer. We'll pay mm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you put it together and figure out how you want to do it. So uh, we, we did. Wow. And we started reaching out to conferences. So we've seen it go far, far beyond what we ever thought it would. Um, the next year, they said, what would you like to do next? This is doing really well. And I oh said, goodness. well, I'd like, to, I'd like to make a film about a dead guy you've never heard of. <laughs> and they said, great. You know, is it going to do good like Behold Your God has? I, said, I have no idea. I think it will. So... <laughs> Um, but in that, in that time of traveling around, going to conferences, I'd met a brother who was the secretary of the Martin Lloyd Jones trust. Mm. And he and I got to be fast friends and started to talk about what it would look like to put a documentary about Martin Lloyd Jones together. That sort of takes so much of the content and the, um, the thrust of the content from behold your God and illustrates what that actually looks like lived out in a right. life and in a ministry. Yeah. And so I spent about a year uh, going to the UK and traveling around in the States. And Martin Lloyd-Jones is a great calling card. I mean, mm. when you're just some, <laughs> some dude, <laughs> when you're just some dude from Mississippi and you call John MacArthur or you call, um, you know, Ligon Duncan or uh, Kevin DeYoung or any of those men and say, hey, uh, I'm making a film and it's about Martin Lloyd-Jones. They're just yeah. like, oh, what time does it start? You <laughs> yeah. know, where do I, I need mean, to be? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about that. And so, so many of those guys uh, so willing to, to talk and had so much great stuff to say. Mm-hmm. And so we wound up with, I don't know, 40, 45 hours of interview footage that we wow. had to cut down to an hour and a half to make the film. And so we put together the Logic on Fire film. It's kind of the, there's a Lord of the Rings extended edition nerd (laughs) package for that, where you can get three and a half hours of extended interview content. And there's a (laughs) section of the Behold Your God study in there as it relates to Lloyd Jones and his rejecting pragmatism. Hmm. So there's, there's a big package there. That's cool. So that was 2015. Yeah. And in 20, bringing us up to date, yeah. um, there was a point about a year and a half ago where we started um, our own nonprofit, uh, as I said earlier, with members of our local church right. and members of Christ Church Radford as, okay. the dire- as the board of directors. So right. for the last year, we've just been trying to figure out how to keep a massive organization running yeah, for sure. as one person and a board of directors. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. Well, first of all, Matthew, thank you so much for just kind of sharing sort of that journey. Um, sure. One, one of the things that I just want to comment on, and you can maybe fill in more of it if you'd like, but as you're talking, you, you say that your your personal goal and the goal of media, gratia even, is to make God known. That That's your main push. You're not, you're not a, you just don't want to go make films. You're not just in it for the artistic uh, sort of endeavor, which I think is really powerful for a lot of at least young adult Christians who are interested in the film and everything. You're you're someone that your your highest kind of goal, what you want to do, is make God known to see sinners saved, and you see 
art uh, through obviously multimedia, through the films that you're doing as a means for that to happen. And uh, just as you're telling your story, that's what's ringing in my head is like, that's so cool to see this person uh, who, again, doesn't want to go be a, you know, an Oscar winning director or anything like that. You want to make uh. you make you want to make God known and you're going to use, you know, the tool of film to do that. I just think that's very, that's very powerful. Yeah, I, well, I appreciate that, and, and it is true. I I didn't dream of being a filmmaker when I was a kid, and I remember the first time even thinking about that was uh, one of Martin Lloyd Jones' grandsons, who was the uh, president of the MLJ Trusts, mm. sent out uh, an email to the MLJ Trust supporters and said, "There's a Christian filmmaker named Matthew Robinson who's just made this wonderful film about my grandfather, <laughs> and I'd like you to see it." And I remember thinking, "Who? What? A, a Christian filmmaker? What? Oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. I yeah, guess so. You know, right? I, I've just always kind of associated Christian filmmakers with, um, you know, we at the last minute we kicked the field goal and won the won the game because we prayed, and you <laughs> right. know, that kind of just really corny." Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what religion that is, uh, <laughs> but it's certainly not the Christianity that that I know and love from the scriptures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's our desire is not to so much just make stuff, and I think right. that's evidenced by the fact that over the last year, um, after we did Logical and Fire, lots of people have reached out and said, "Hey, you know, we'd like to work with you guys to do a documentary on this fellow or that fellow." Sure. And there are lots of great ideas out there. Yeah, uh, but. What we've tried to do with Media Gratia, you know, the name Media Gratia is just Latin for the means of grace. Yeah. And so understood to be the channels that God has decreed will be the the means or the channels through which he brings his his people um, along spiritually, yeah. growth spiritually. So That's the word good. of God preached. Yes. Um, singing, prayer. Um, you know, we, we focus a little on music with the Behold Your God soundtrack and with mm. Greg Wilbur's original Logic on Fire uh, soundtrack. And yeah. we also feel that fellowship with the saints is a real means of grace. Mm. Um, so biography and uh, biographical documentary. Yeah. So we want to sort of be laser focused on things that we feel are the instruments by which God can bring yes. the truth to his people. Exactly. And so, yeah, that, that, that is certainly our focus. That's really cool. And, and to finish this conversation, Matthew, I just wanted to say, um, or ask you, I guess, how would you encourage, I guess, uh, biblically speaking, um, many other people who, you know, want to follow God's call. They want to, they want to be sent out by God. And obviously mm-hmm. for you, you weren't, you didn't, you never thought this would be the ministry in which God, you know, obviously is allowing you to go equip the saints, the work of ministry. But how would you now encourage others who are sort of in the spot maybe you were at when you were uh, first starting to kind of hear this, uh, this call from God to go and do this? What would you, what would you say? Sure. Well, so just speaking as if a young man in, in our local church context came up and, and asked me, as they often have, what should I be when I grow up? And how should I do this? And how should I approach that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 first of all, I have to readily admit that I am at the bottom of the list of people that you should take. Well, as far as examples go, um, <laughs> as far as here's the path that you should walk on, right? All right? In, in, in terms of the decisions that I made as a young man. Um, and so I, I don't know. I'm having to learn so much about what it means 
uh, you know, we're raising children. My son is 14. I'm having to figure out, okay, now how do you take the ACT and how do you, uh, how do you <laughs> prepare for college and that sort of thing? Right. Um, but I, I can all, I always tell them the same thing because I know this to be absolutely true. Um, when Jesus said, look, don't worry about what kind of clothes you're going to wear and what you're going to eat and where you're going to work and what you're going to do. But if you seek me first and my, and the kingdom, then all these things will be added to you. Mm. I know that to be absolutely true. And right. so if you will seek the Lord, if you will follow, set your heart to follow Christ, whether he leads you to work, you know, at the worst situation that you could possibly imagine, or you find yourself in just some unimaginable uh, opportunity that has been orchestrated by him, mm -hmm. then it's still walking with the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, Paul is a great example that he's learned in whatever situation that he's in, that Christ truly is sufficient yeah. in all things. And so, you know, that's not meant to be uh, a Jesus juke, right? You ask me a practical question and yeah. I tell you, oh, the answer is Jesus. Right. But it is, <laughs> it is. Yeah. You, if you follow Christ, he will make his way known. Remember, salvation is not a, a set of truths. It's not a set of things. Salvation is a person. Yes. And that person can be known. So I would encourage you uh, to walk with the Lord and he and plead with him to make his ways plain before your face. And he will. That's right. Secondly, just as, imp as importantly, that needs to be done in the context of a local church, a mm. solid body of believers where you can go to your elders and you can talk with them about what that looks like in your yeah. life practically. Right. Um, what, what would be a good decision here? How, what, how can I know how to follow Christ in this situation? Right. And so uh, that's incredibly important to me. Media Gratier as a nonprofit is, is grounded in the, the work of a couple of sort of sister local churches uh, and, and I'm able to talk with my board of directors about those things still mm -hmm. to this day. Um, so I, I would, I would tell you to follow Christ and to do that in the context of a local church. And he love you know, the will of God is not some hidden esoteric thing. Mm -hmm. He loves to make his way known to his people. Yeah. And, uh, he will do that. That's really good. And I, you just, in you saying that I'm reminded of a quote that I read the other day. It said, uh, I forget who it's by, but it said, you know, too often the church is asking for a vision from God when it needs to be asking for a vision of God. And I think yeah. that kind of just sums up instead of just asking, where should I go? What's the vision for my life? Let's just look to Jesus. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, what, yeah. that's what John in revelation wants us to do. Just look at Christ, look at the lamb. So, um, I really appreciate that. Well, first of all, thank you so much, uh, Matt. Matthew, uh, for sharing about Media Gratier. Um, I know for our listeners, you can go to mediagratier.org uh, to find all of the different things that Matthew has been talking about, the different films, the studies. And I really encourage you to do so because I know for myself, I have been uh, very encouraged and convicted, which are two great things to, <laughs> to have uh, when you're, uh, I guess, taking in resources from the greater church in the world. So thank you so much, Matthew. And I hope to have you on again sometime soon. Thanks, guys. I'll look forward to that.
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. That's Matthew 6.33. And there's also Matthew Robinson's very kind of biblical advice for how we ought to find out God's direction or calling in life. You know, it all comes down to seeking him first and him alone. Anyways, that wraps up the 42nd episode of the In Doubt podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you in any way, we'd love to hear about it. And I know it's kind of unusual for people today, you know, unless you're an older person, uh, to write or email or call an organization or, you know, or anything for that matter if you've kind of enjoyed the product or resource. So I totally get that. But it honestly really helps and encourages us so much. Uh, and you can do that by emailing us at info at indoubt.ca or by messaging us on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we start our two-week series all about marijuana, talking with the two authors of the new book, Can I Smoke Pot? Marijuana in Light of Scripture. The In Doubt Podcast is a part of Back to the Bible Canada's young adult ministry, In Doubt. All of Back to the Bible Canada's ministry programs and resources are created for the purpose of leading people forward in their walk with Jesus every day. For more information on all things Back to the Bible Canada, visit backtothebible.ca.